Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And this episode is brought to you by Skin Condoms. Your sex life is about to get more intimate. Skin condoms are made from a revolutionary polyisoprene material called Skin Feel. It's softer and more comfortable than traditional latex while allowing for better heat transfer so both you and your partner get a natural feel of sensitivity for a more connected sexual experience. Skin condoms are completely safe for anyone with a latex allergy and they are just as safe as latex condoms and skin condoms offer the same level of protection against pregnancy and STIs. And now you can use code SKINFEEL that's S-K-Y-N FEEL 15 for 15% off the Skin Selection 24-pack on Amazon. Also, guys, uh, we had our book party recently and we scattered skin condoms throughout the venue. And my friend, uh, two of my friends actually, were like, hey, can I get some more skin condoms? And they, they're my the condoms I use are skin condoms uh, and I love them a lot. So I think uh, you'll like them too. Agree. Oh, edgy. I mean, yeah. Come see us live Saturday, December 2nd. If you're going to be in New York City, you got to come to Glamapus, hosted by myself and Wendy Starling. It's going to start at 7.30 p.m. at Zinc Bar in the West Village. Tickets are 15 bucks. There's a link to get tickets in the description of this podcast. I am so excited. We have a lineup of very special comedians that you will know and love. Come see you there. Nashville, Tennessee, Friday, December 8th and Saturday, December 9th. We are going to be co-headlining Zanies and it's going to be <laughs> wacky. Uh-oh. Get your tickets. And then Seattle, Washington, New Year's Eve. I know you're thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? Well, I am solving this problem for you right now. I am going to be co-headlining Parlor Live with comedian Steve Byrne. I know some of you were like, the link isn't working. Even if the link doesn't work, I just got to say Google.com. Corinne Fisher, Steve Byrne, uh, Corinne Fisher, Seattle, Washington. I, do, I, I, do I have to handhold you through Corinne, everything? Can you please, can you mail me the link? Can you write it down? HTML style link mail. Um, we can chat. Why we not? can drink martinis while we're there. But for the love of God, just find the ticket link on your own. I think. <laughs> oh, wait, no, this is not going to be the first New Year's I haven't seen you. Last Last New Year's, you were in Virginia, West Virginia. What? No, I wasn't. Oh, I was no, in New York. no, you weren't. Yeah, because we hung out. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. Okay, good. You were doing yoga. I'm very tired. I know what you were doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? You were doing yoga and I was Dude, skiing, girl. That's probably what I'm going to do again. You were skiing. I was skiing in New York, though. It's New oh. York State. Did you, ever, did you ever go to Virginia or West Virginia? I think one time while I was trying to figure out where to ski, I did mention West Virginia. Oh, great memory, Christina. And it Thank you. I know. with you. Because <laughs> you know why? Because I'm like, really? You could go there? I, although it's very beautiful. I'm sorry, West Virginia. What's wrong with West Virginia? I, I haven't um, been there in forever or maybe ever. <laughs> I've been to guys, Virginia. Guys, What's the tired. difference between Virginia and West um, Virginia? Well, I lived in Virginia for 10 years and uh, I lived in Chesapeake, Virginia and Virginia Beach is one of my favorite places. And Williamsburg, I love Virginia Beach. Williamsburg is my favorite place on the planet because I feel like I was a like a like a colonial person in a past life. Oh, see, that's my one of the places my mom took me to torture me. Oh, see, I was loving it. I I dragged my mom there. She was like, do you want to relax? Uh, and I was like, yeah. And then she was like, how about learning instead? <laughs> 
That's what it's like growing up in the Die fish, in the Fisher household. Anyway, uh, if you need to talk about problems <laughs> like your childhood, uh, we have a great sponsor for you. They're called Talkspace. Ooh. We all need a little bit better to take a little bit better care of ourselves, better care of ourselves. Um, <laughs> And our mental health is no exception. Oh, so true. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do a live video chat. Uh, Well, what if the person's problem uh, is that they can't get off your phone? Oh, stop talking about your boyfriend, Karen. Okay. You should say him up for Talkspace. <laughs> oh, I've offered. Uh, Talkspace <laughs> therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional imagine training. imagine them climbing a mountain in a blizzard. <laughs> How much do you want this? <laughs> to, to match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code GWF. Like to, always. To get 30, except for that skin ad. Oh, yeah, whoops. <laughs> to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. Again, that's coupon code GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Talkspace therapy for how we live today. Hey, you got titties. I, yeah, some some would say. <laughs> I yes. say Pensy yes. <laughs> hey, you know the one thing all of us human beings have in common? I'm totally sober. I'm about to make a really brilliant statement. Nipples? No, we all came oh. out of somebody with breasts. I guess you can count them and we're whatever. Third love is the shit. I love third love bras. You always want to look your best around the holidays, whatever it is that you may celebrate with so many parties and reunions. Who has time to go to the department store? Amen, Christina. So when you finally pick out the right party outfit, don't let it be ruined by an ill-fitting bra. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of third love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that are super comfortable and make you feel and look great. They offer bra sizes in AA through G, as well as their exclusive half cuff sizes. With over 15 styles, including strapless and plunge, there's a bra for every holiday party, girl. And if you're not about <laughs> sure about your size, you can chat with a fit specialist to take and take their fit finder quiz as you shop from the comfort of your own home. Because fuck people, you don't got to interact with that shit. Third Love knows it's the season is spread cheer. <laughs> So they're offering you 15% off your first purchase so you can feel and look your best this holiday season. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF now to upgrade your holiday style with a perfect fitting third love bra and get 15% off your purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash GWF for 15% off your first bra. Thirdlove.com slash GWF. I was going to make a joke about... um, you, you, you uncomfortable family member looking at your titties, but it, I, I'm not gonna. How you doing? <laughs> I'm so tired. Me too. We are um, in Los Angeles. My voice is going. I do want to give a shout out slash thank you to Mr. Joe Rogan, Yo. who had us on the Joe Rogan experience today. That was, was very it? nice. He didn't need to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate it. Uh, really think highly of yourself, Joe. I'm eating a breakfast sandwich as I'm recording. And you just made us bounce up in the charts. And look at what I'm doing. Is that the thanks I give? No. It's, that, it's the Joe Rogan bump. Yo, it's real. Also, thank you to Brian Redband. Ugh, what one of the guy. best people. If you, He's a comedian. And if you don't know him, you should. Look him up. 
Um, if you don't know him, you're like the rest of America, <laughs> but get on the train. Hey, he's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> you're very, all that was true. Uh, I love Brian. He's really, really nice. He seems like someone who w- wouldn't be nice. And that's why I love him. And then you're like, wow, you're so nice. You're like a really sweet person. You he's try been on the hard. podcast though. So Paul calls. <laughs> I, I'm trying. Do you hear the quality of my voice? It's not good. <laughs> this is fun. Wasn't good before and it's extra not good now. <laughs> good. Uh, hey, you're welcome, everybody. Uh, mm. We, we had a great time in Los Angeles. It started with uh, boarding a plane and walking by first class and brushing shoulders with none other than Ja Rule. And I was like, Quinn, it's Ja Rule. And I said it like right in front of him, which is rude, man. <laughs> and you didn't, you just kept going and I chased you. I'm like, no, Corinne. I said it loud. I'm like, Corinne, did you hear? Him? It's Ja Rule. Well, the rapper. You were like, why am I doing this? Do you know how sometimes when people whisper, it's it's just almost impossible to even hear what they're saying? So oh, I, is that what I, did? I knew from the way you were acting that there was someone famous, but there was you no re- way that I could do it, that I could handle it without it making a big scene. Yeah. And then I found out that it was Ja Rule and I was like, yeah, glad I didn't turn around. And then we proceeded <laughs> to walk into the very back of the aeroplane. Like literally the last the 45th seat. row. I don't even know places had that many rows, man. But boy, did I learn that. You oh, know, God, that's where I'm our humble. podcast is going to be sitting after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how the mighty have been humbled. Oh, and even Rogan couldn't help us. Yeah, no, he couldn't have gotten us an upgrade. I tried. I tried. I was on hold with Delta for a while. Thanks, Delta. Uh, but, you know, our flight attendant made us feel like we were in a class that wasn't first but it wasn't last <laughs> it was like miss swan from mad tv <laughs> yes why did i think of that have you ever seen an asian woman and she said she's from hong kong china she 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 shouted it out um <laughs> she was so proud yeah she was girl you do you girl um but have you ever seen a woman from hong kong china do an do a racist impression of an asian woman from hong kong china Cause that's really what it felt like. And I don't even want to <laughs> repeat what she said. Cause it feels wrong to say it. Even though it would be a 100% accurate. Oh, welcome it- everybody to Han. <laughs> what did she say? What did she say her name was? Oh, she was, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Her spirit was just her. It was magnetic. It was magnetic. And she could have been a mean person. And that would have made me feel, you know, like, yeah, fucking, of course, I'm sitting in the 45th row. But she she gave everybody their individual attention when she brought around the menus to everybody. She explained she had a little choreographed routine. But what she also any woman that came on the plane that looked remotely Mexican, she would go. (laughs) Hola, senorita. And then the lat when we were getting off the plane, she tried to befriend one of them. That senorita did not want part of that. But I didn't have the heart to tell her. It was so genuine, though. I know. So I think that was a lesson in like people are so quick to say you're racist. Sometimes people are just trying to connect in a way that is ignorant, but it's not kind hearted. Yeah, good intention. Yeah, it's not badly, poorly intentioned or whatever the saying might be. <laughs> it's not it's not she's not a piece of shit. Shit, she meant well. Okay? Not poo-poo behavior. Um. <laughs> oh my god! Please oh, that's the us. best night of my life. Please help us. Okay, and then okay, so we're gonna go. We're gonna recap. And sorry if you were 
uh, one of the 350 people at our mm-hmm. comedy store show because this is going to be something you've already heard. But again, maybe the, re- the our 100,000 other listeners might want to hear. I don't know if you heard. We were made our first and last appearance on the Joe Rogan <laughs> show today. <laughs> no, just kidding. It went fine. No, he's great. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it wouldn't be his fault. It would be ours. I want to be his friend it so bad. It would be bad. ours entirely. That's weird, though. Yeah, I guess you can't really make new friends. He probably doesn't want a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I need a new friend? I don't got the time, but I really like him. I think he's really cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, so we did the plane thing. We went off the plane. We got off fine. And then we walked a little bit. <laughs> got a car. Okay. No, you don't need to know every step. Um, uh, and then so we decided we got invited to uh, an early 2000s uh, party with our new friend, Jackie from Natch Butte. Uh, and obviously, as you know, from the past, like, two episodes I've berated people who don't know how to costume themselves. I got to say, you've earned that right to berate people. Thank you. You really have. So obviously I'm like, oh, we're going to be at this party for about 90 minutes. Let's drop 300 on a, on clothes we're never going to wear again. <laughs> who cares? Money is meaningless. Yeah, um, that's that's so terrible. Yeah, I should return it and buy just, just we sh- oh, tampons that's, well, that's, for bleeding women. Hey, that's why I still can't get a credit card. So whatever. Um, <laughs> still will give me one. I'm gonna, Thanks, don't Chase worry. Bank. I'm going to, I'm going to wear these clothes again i'm not uh, i'm not at that point okay and uh <laughs> and so we go into a couple of our favorite stores on on melrose the ones with uh, that don't sell 700 dollars fur jackets oh yeah which seems, i'll need that seems to be a lot of the stores a lot of it a and lot so, of inventory uh this one store we've been in before it's uh like co-owned or co-managed by two gay men and this one gay man who works there <clears throat> looks like Jesse, the old VJ from MTV, the one who was like <laughs> cracked out all the time. Like, I think he was like a homeless youth and they were like, oh, do you want to be a VJ? Give him a VJ job. <laughs> well, he won that VJ contest. Remember they used to have that? Homeless. Well, there was, he worked hard. They don't hide that line in Times Square. Anyone could get in it, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, Christina walks in uh, and they put put what looked to me like a black piece of cloth and then turned out to be a red carpet uh, look. Yeah, uh, the, it, it did fit beautifully, like I say. There was a belt, open toed shoes, yeah. hair was flowing. <laughs> and then he saw me walk in. And it, it seemed to me that just my footsteps in L.A. sound like uh, what? I don't what's what how can, can you make the can you make the sound of a of a dump truck moving backwards? Uh, beep, yeah, beep. that's the sound I wanted. I wasn't good at sound effects. I'm also not good at uh keeping my fat body out of gay men's faces, apparently. Because then he looked he looks at me and I was and I insisted, I was like, you know what, I'm not I just got off an airplane, I'm not in a dressing up mood. And he said, you know what? Corinne Fisher, Corinne Fisher, I have a trash bag with your name on it. But he didn't say that. He said, girl, you need to wear this. He just handed me a shirt that <laughs> was both wide and long. So <laughs> We both emerged from the dressing room and I'm really looking good, guys. I'm looking real and great. I'm going to buy that dress because it was Corinne walks out of the dressing room and look, it, it wasn't that good. I look like a lesbian in camouflage. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, so I'm wearing the trash bag already and it's, we get it. You can't see anything, nor does anyone in Hollywood want to. I get the message loud and clear. And then it, oh, it, it seemed to me that maybe one or two of my arms, I have to, uh, were 
hopping out. So he was like, you know what? what? A whore. I have something else to bring to this. And he brings out a huge leather jacket just in case any of my skin was showing. He wanted to make sure that wasn't happening. He's like, I don't know if you're an Orthodox Jew, but you're going to dress like one. Uh, uh, he really did dress you like a trucker Orthodox Jew. Then he brought out a size 15 uh, jean <laughs> that he measured. I should no, you not. he didn't. I should you not. Where was, I didn't know. That, that he, That's rude. before before throwing them at my fat body, uh, he bit, he put them around my neck. And I go, is this a new measurement method? Or are you just trying to stop the food from going down into my body anymore? I don't know what the message you're trying to send is. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. So anyway, uh, that was great. Only took a few memes to get over the trauma of that day. You know, and I bought every goddamn thing he put on my body because he was being a little pushy and I didn't want you felt- spent too much. I spent astute like I wouldn't have never. That's too expensive. Well, that's his tactic. Oh, I, he guilted I, me into it. Maybe. But it was not. It was my I take responsibility. I should have looked. I should have uh, asked. I hate when people don't put the prices on and then you feel like a peasant if you ask. Well, that's exactly. I mean, that's like a, a oh, I fell for it. It's an L.A. trick. God damn it. Um, the other LA trick is uh, make, telling you you're fat, uh, just in different ways. Yeah, uh, they make the parking spots <laughs> as thin as humanly possible, so you got to be uh, two pounds to get out your car. You got to slither out that car, girl. You can't can't go out the window, right? More than five times. And speaking of small spaces to get into, then we we got back to our Airbnb. <laughs> oh boy, Christina, we. you know, pushed for the the smallest car possible, which was a, a Range Rover. <laughs> He gave offered us a free upgrade, and I took it. I said, "You know, this place, you know, it's a little, it's a little tight in LA." And then yeah. she's like, "This car, yeah, fuck it. This car isn't that big. I drive no Hyundai. It's only a, it, this, if this if this car was an apartment in New York, it would only be a, a twelve hundred dollars a month. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah, it didn't work out well. This driveway thing, it's been a war in this Airbnb. It is a nice it, car. I mean, I enjoy great. I enjoy riding around in it. Yeah." I, Cause you know, there's too much environmentally friendly stuff happening. So I really want to guzzle oh, that know. gas while we're here. I know. Let's <laughs> fart all over this town with our gas. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even think you always thinking about the environment, girl. Uh no, but then we had somebody had come over and uh they parked in the driveway of our Airbnb and there was these neighbors that are also Airbnb people that were I thought they were Swedish at first and it was a couple very attractive. Okay. And you know, the person came over and she had to go, but the Swedish people blocked her in cause she mm. parked in their space. Yeah. Okay? I, I was getting, it's been real. It's been drama in this driveway. <laughs> let me tell you now on E drama in the driveway, LA anyway. Uh, so I had to knock on the door. It was like late at night. It was like 1130. Uh, on a Friday though, so fuck it. And that's how old we are. We just, we just stay in. I was like, I was almost asleep. Yeah, I was, <laughs> you were. And I was like, oh no, I have to go and knock on that guy's door. And then I did, and he showed up mm-hmm. in his underpants. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> Mama liked. <laughs> he, I was, I, I very rarely. I mean, when I'm, so, I'm so disappointed. Like I'm very rarely physically attracted to somebody, and I just like ogling over somebody. No one's ever that hot to me. Truly, they're not. And so he answered that door and I was like, uh, hey, I'm in my car. What? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll move. I can't do a Swedish accent. I'll move my car or whatever. <laughs> and he just chef from the Muppets. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> but hotter with a V muscle. And uh, and then he moved his car in his underpants. And I was like, 
you bless men you. can do anything yeah. <laughs> yeah you did it and we um yeah it was great uh that was fun for me and then corinne saw him the next day didn't think he was attractive at all well, i was like really well, he pe- he's very good looking don't worry he peppered it with an anti-semitic remark he so did that i didn't catch <laughs> i don't catch a lot of things in my life and uh one of them you're better an- for it honestly yeah i'd rather be it's not even ignorant i'm just deaf or something i don't know but uh we saw him again. He was smoking a blunt in his underpants. And I was like, great. It's again with the it's just like we did with Ja Rule. He said his underwear right in front. I was right in front of him. Mm-hmm. He heard me. And then he came and he's like, do you want this blunt? And I was like, yes, I would like that. Right. And then apparently I was so in La La Land and he just said something about he was from Hungary. And <laughs> we don't like Jews over there. And I was like, just man, unprompted. he's so hot. Unprompted. We weren't even talking about anything. I just said, please give me that blunt, sir. And we walked in and Karen was like, Mm-mm. and I was like, hot, right? And she goes, hates Jews. We're like, hates Jews. I'm like, wait, what? I mean, it's one thing. Okay. Like as a Jew, it's one thing to say something, you know, negative about the Jews. If like, you didn't like Steven Spielberg's last <laughs> film or something. But that's, he don't represent all Jews. Like, it's like, no, we didn't even say like jokingly, like Lahayim. Like he just <laughs> wanted he to just like, stated it. He just wanted us to know. Yeah. That if we, I was, Jews I was like, no good. I, I, I walked inside and I, I was like, should I? paint should i take my lipstick and put a swastika on his car so everyone and then i'm like no he yeah, think nah, you were I'm on his side oh really <laughs> he would think that was solidarity that you also hated oh <laughs> i don't though <laughs> we had an email we wanted to read i i just i kind of like the idea of just teasing this email every episode okay should we read it we've we're 21 minutes in oh okay well, I also, and I didn't even tell people the last part. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Which was that then we went to this early 2000s party. Oh, yeah. Turns out it's at, and this is another instance where you guys might not be as excited as we are, <laughs> but uh, it was at the house of the woman. Her name is Bonnie McKee. Yeah, girls can do shit. Who, <laughs> who wrote the song California Girls that <gasps> Katy Perry sings. And I mean, I was fucking... Really? So excited about this. I did have a couple glasses of whiskey. Then Bonnie sat next down down next to me. And I and I at one point after some some chit chat about 80s toys, I did feel it necessary to tell her that she had impacted my life (laughs) profoundly because she wrote the song California Girls. And I needed to let her know that. I'm glad I was in the bathroom for that one. I want to laugh. She still continued to talk to me for a good 20 minutes. She was beautiful and she had great pink hair. And you know what? It was nice to be in a woman's house. Who she she earned that goddamn mansion of a house overlooking right. the Hollywood Hills. Yes. And her fucking pool and her dope ass couches and lamps. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, it, I'm just honored to be in your home. And she was so kind and sweet and talented. And she just Bad-ass she was on her bitch. feet. She bought him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's right. Shout out. She's a great lady. Ugh. All Great. right. And thank you for everybody who's had us on their podcast. Sex with Emily, Natch Buttes, Grace Helbig. And yes. Jack. And, and uh, friend or foe, uh, Joe Rogan. I don't know if you guys heard Joe Rogan. We were on his podcast. Um, probably mm. more. Oh, we're going to. And A- Adam guests. Carolla. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Just so much. Just not nonstop fun. Oh, uh, Adam 22 from No Jumper. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. Thanks to Lena for setting that up. Lena the plug. Love you. 
<sighs> just so right. much, so much goodness, so much good stuff. And thank you so much, everybody who came to the to the show at the comedy store. Sold out show, and uh, Emily, we love you. And uh, big, big hugs and kisses to Emily at the comedy store, oh, I love and that. our performers Blair Saki, Ben Hague, and Bobby, Bobby Lee. Lee. Also, uh, uh, we got a really good, I feel like a teacher or maybe like a parent, not a parent. I don't know what the feeling is, but I'm very proud. Uh, the One of the people who worked at the comedy store, we were at a show tonight and he came up and talked to us and he's like, I got to say your fans yes! are so fucking polite and yeah. kind yeah, and considerate that. and no one's an asshole and everyone pays attention. I'm like, you goddamn right they are. Fuckers That's are so funny. Best. Because he, I said I, the same I, thing. That made me, that warmed my heart. He told me, he's like, I've never heard so many pleases and thank yous at a comedy show. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give them good marks on their report yeah. card on, on the podcast. I, it is an honor to, to have a podcast that resonates with people. But you know what? It's a, it's a deeper honor to have the people that are so fucking supportive be good kind motherfuckers uh, that means the world to me have an orgasm hold a door guys this is a beautiful place our um, guest oh are we reading this email or no uh, you want to i don't know what we're doing uh let's <laughs> let's intro the guest because i'm it's a guy i send this to steven and um <laughs> it, i don't want the file to be too big that i can't send it to him to uh, be honest i'll every- cut this part out right steven <laughs> do what you want i don't care <laughs> i love you i miss you so much i really do <laughs> You can edit that if I was going to say, I was like, let's edit that. No, but it's a it's a loving message from me to him. Okay, All right. This week's guest, guys, she hosts a podcast called Juicy Scoop. She was the host of TLC's All About Sex. And I'm so old. I interpreted that as the band TLC. Oh, Uh, you've seen her on Chelsea lately. She's an author. She's a comedian. Please give a warm welcome to Heather McDonald. God, I'm so excited to interview you. Thank you. And thank you for coming out to LA. Yeah. Thanks for having us in your studio. How are you enjoying it? It's good. LA, you know, I make fun of it a lot, but what's I like there to, to make fun of. Tell me, because you're two um, East, Bo- East Coast born girls, right? Yeah. So yes. what's, why are you making fun of it? Um, because a lot of, a lot of, it seemed like even the, your doctor wants to be an actor. Yes. And that's weird. That's, it's weird mm. to have only one industry that people are like, 
their and whatever their career is like a doctor that's like a prestigious if that's right. your career but if oh you my can God. be on e being a doctor why wouldn't you <laughs> and that's very la but yeah. everyone I'm, doesn't want to be i mean i think i mean i think you know as the more in the public eye we get the more i think this is a terrible idea yeah, and that no one mentally horse. stable would ever want to do this <laughs> yeah you know like i'm like oh it's it's cool like we're succeeding at what we set out to do right but uh this this something went very wrong for us to even want to do this i remember in high school i told my psychology ap psychology teacher mm-hmm. that uh, that he was like what do you want to be when you grow up and i was like very very famous like michael jackson can't walk down the street famous and he was like mm, i don't i don't know that when you grow up you're gonna really want that he's like that's not i don't think that's what you think it is and well he was right what's interesting is i was born and raised here um oh, okay in the valley uh, in woodland hills and so when people would tell me like, you should be a comedian. As a kid, like, my high school teacher said, I don't know why you're going to USC. You should be a stand-up. Oh, wow. And I was like... Support. That's great. I didn't understand, like, well, how would people find what I'm talking about is funny? They don't know the teacher I'm talking about. They don't know the friend I'm in, in, doing an impression of. Like, I didn't understand setup and all that. But also, because I was from here, I was really jaded. And mm. I'm like, I'm not going to be a waitress at 27. I'm going to USC. I'm going to run a business. And, you know, and... Because I I know knew how hard it was, mm-hmm. so it's like when you're born here, mm. and then when I started doing stand up here, everyone, all the other comics are like, "Well, you can't start stand up here." I'm like, "What really? am I going to do? Go move to Florida? Like, <laughs> like I have to do it here because this is a bad place to start." Because unlike New York, you can't get a bunch of spots right. in a night. I mean, it's lucky yeah. if you even could do three spots mm-hmm. a week or oh, whatever. Really? So it wasn't. Well, I mean, st- I was a little lazy, was but the- like. <laughs> You got to get up. You got to go to the place. I was always like, who wants to do it three times in a night? That sounds horrible. I mean, now I do it because I'm being paid and I do a full hour and I lay on the couch and I do another full hour. That's a difference between New York and L.A., though. New Yorkers, I feel like they love torturing themselves. Like I I, we try and I try and do three spots a night and it's hell. I mean, I'm just like, why am I doing this? Why did I do? But it's also like, I don't know. It's just we value torture. Yeah, yeah. I, I consistently say yes to spots in Brooklyn. I live in West Harlem. It takes an hour to get there. I'm not getting paid. And at best, 10 people will be in the audience. And yeah. I know, like, I don't have to keep doing this. Like, I'm doing fine. People will pay me to perform. But I just, I but keep I saying know. yes. I cannot ourselves. say no. And in L.A., it's like you got good food, real healthy food, yeah. sunny. Oh. I mean, everyone's happier here. Maybe well, that's tomorrow what it- is uh, th- Thursday's Thanksgiving. I'm mm-hmm. hosting it. And, oh, you are? Yeah. And we're going to be, like, in the pool. Like oh, we will, it'll really? be 90 degrees. Yeah, that's true. We are smoking the, the turkey on our smoker. Whoa. Don't mean to brag. And we're <laughs> telling all the cousins, like, bring your bikini. Wow. Cocktails in the pool while you eat your, Maybe I mean, just, we probably won't go in the pool or the jacuzzi until after we like say a prayer and eat. But then we're going to go in the pool. <laughs> That is, that is fat. And we were, yeah. good. Mm. Well, in New York. Yeah. I mean, and another thing, like the parking spaces are so thin. And like getting Where? out of here, it. every yes, uh, here in Los Angeles, everywhere. Yes, and it's, it's scary. Just it's very like you have to like suck into like half your size. Well, it's like everyone in car. LA knows what it's like to uh, to feel like a woman, like just not enough room for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's never enough room. But when you so you decided when you were approached in high school, that's so cool that someone. No, had, then I went. I went to USC and I was not pursuing um, the film school. Nothing. Even my parents okay. were like. 
I did this one one act thing and my mom's like, you don't want to switch to drama? Like we're paying for it. And I'm like, no, wow. no, let me just be like a marketing major. Like I want to own a house. <laughs> I don't want to be like dependent on anybody. And so then when I was at SC, I would get um, so like if I found out someone had an agent, which a lot of people did because we're in sure. LA and they're like commercial agent or modeling or whatever. And I'd be like, oh my God, I know I should be pursuing this. I know uh, I should be pursuing this and I'm not. And mm. then at the end of college, I started to get real anxious because it was ending and I had already gotten this like awful like corporate job that I got on like, um, like at the fair, you know, when they have like the people oh, come yes, at the, the fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just knew, oh, this is enough that I can buy, you know, have this apartment in Brentwood for with three girls and I can wear a little like suit every day and feel like a independent woman. And I was like, but all I said, I, I wish I could find a job where all I'm doing is just recapping the night before at my <laughs> sorority house because we'd party on Thursday nights and everybody would be like, don't did I miss Friday morning breakfast with Heather? Because I would like act out the whole thing of who was scamming on who and like, oh, do really? impressions. And yeah, and I was like, how do I make that a job? Oh, that's and standard. Yeah, and that's and eventually exactly I did, did, but it took a little bit. Of t- it took them to fire me from the corporate job for was, me to then pursue it. <laughs> was there something about like being in LA, like because everyone was doing yes, this? Like that you was didn't, part of it. Yeah. I didn't want, I wasn't I an that. idiot about it. Like we all knew I had an agent when I was little, mm-hmm. oh, my really? sister and my, my, my two older sisters and I got this agent, but they represented the family next door. So then they were like, you should go meet them, you know? And my sister was blonde and blue eyed. She's an attorney now. But she, her look was much more desired than my brown-haired, brown-eyed look. So she got a lot of, um, she had a lot of work. She had a lot oh. of commercials. And the kids were really mean. And my To be, her, you. To her. But my mom told uh, her sh- bitchy yeah. things to say. She goes, Mom, <laughs> a lot of people ask me how much I make. And my mom said, just turn around and say, a lot. <laughs> and I was like, yes, no, mom. No wonder you have no friends. And then I'd be like, Mom, everyone makes fun of um, my last name. They, you know, being McDonald. They say, is my dad Ronald? She goes, just tell him your father owns McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> and so then I right. would. And then everybody liked me for a week until some kid came and said, my dad said it's a franchise. And there isn't one person. And I was like, Sure. All right. So I'm like, yeah. So I, the only commercial I got was there was like a SeaWorld called Marine Land and it was in Palos Verdes. It's no longer there, but it was like a kind of a generic SeaWorld. Yeah, like it was a shitty SeaWorld. It was a poor man's brand SeaWorld. And so we did like a local commercial and I remember they were like, this is your dad. And my dad had me at 45. So I... Oh, Here's this dad that was like a fucking babe, like 40. <laughs> oh, yo, and I'm like five years old. I'm like, that's my dad. Like my dad like looks oh. like a grandpa. So I'm like, I remember holding <laughs> onto this guy's really strong arm. And I'm like, <laughs> and it was all about, this is, you know, Shamu and Shamu's baby. And they showed it. And I'm so excited. And I have a big thing and I have a line. And the agent's like, oh, you know, they're going to start running it next week. And my mom's like, aren't you excited? Your commercial's going to start running next week. And we're all sitting down eating food. And the news comes up and they're like, very sad news day uh, out of Marina, out of Marineland. Um, Shamu like freaked out and fucking like ate her baby or oh. smothered it or something. <laughs> oh, no. She killed the baby. She killed her youth. Killed her own baby. She fucked up your commercial. And I was like, what? And I go, what about my commercial? And they're like, we're so sorry. But Shannon still got bold three. Like my sister still oh, had her stuff no. running. <laughs> 
Oh, you had to be Also, back in those days, you could take your kids' money. So, Shannon, my sister, (laughs) paid for our audition. Yeah, Colton style. Added a whole whole wing (laughs) with her commercial money. Are you the oldest of the siblings or young? How many? I'm the youngest. Youngest of how many? Have you noticed that? um, Not like I'm going to write a college paper on it, but I've noticed that, like, you know how they say, like, almost every president except for I think except for JFK um, Jr. and Bush is the every one was a firstborn male uh-huh. with a president a firstborn yes, male. Yes I've heard that yeah. And um, but I've noticed that most comedians are the youngest of their family. Like I am I'm the youngest. Oh really? Yeah I was like I'm the oldest but I, I'm bossy. It, it breeds leadership skills. Yes. <laughs> That's but anyway, I just noticed like in writers rooms and stuff I'd be like Oh, I'd, re- I'd go, oh my God, there's like seven of us. And, you know, five of us are the youngest of like kind of bigger families mm-hmm. too, because like you had to fight for the attention or you were, you know, you're probably exposed to inappropriate things, you know, like a younger kid. Because your parents have given up by I that I was going to say, when you're the youngest, they're like, or, or, or yeah, when you're the youngest kid, they're like, ugh, we already tried with them. Just we're do too tired. We, we can't yeah. do it anymore. And, kinda, nice. and you're kind of being raised by the older siblings, so you're like, you're watching inappropriate television. Yeah. You're knowing about things that you shouldn't know about. Like, you know, you have like an edgy st- part of you already because you're like, you know, being raised by wolves. Did you have any any instances of your childhood of seeing something sexual too soon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like what? I was, uh, well, many things, but I was flashed my first time. With a dick or boobs? Oh, dick. <laughs> I was walking oh, home from school <laughs> with my sister and she's two and a half years older than I am, so two school grades. And she pissed me off or something. So I'm, she's in sixth grade. I'm in fourth. So I walk ahead of her, like, leave me alone. And I walk ahead of her. Like, she can see me. Yeah. And this car drives up next to me. Uh-oh. And the guy's like, do you know where Dumont Street is or something? Well, my parents were in real estate. I had to deliver pumpkins to all the houses to be like. <laughs> what a weird child. So I'm like, oh, you will, you, had to will, you, list, had will to. you list your house with my parents? You know? So I'm like, <sighs> oh, Dumont Street. I'll tell you exactly how to get there. You make a left here and a right there. And I was like, you know. And, and the if guy, you're looking to buy. And then the guy goes, well, what about this? And then no! I see the dick come out. Oh my God. great. And I go, oh, and I turn around and I cover my eyes. And then I'm like, kind of tell my sister. And we both decide like, we're not going to tell anybody. And then... Oh. I eventually think I told my older siblings and they, my brothers, and they were like, they immediately, my mom's like, what's wrong? Like, I was really like weird that day. And so they what, tell, Do you remember his face? I just want to go back to that no, really quick. No, because I, I mean, I remember just. Do you you saw the little head on, of the dick no, popping up no, over the window, dick. like well, where no, the window I saw, was? Like, it was like he was in the driver's seat and yeah. he was leaning over the passenger and then I was on that oh, side. So oh, then it okay. was so like, you could maybe he had lap. a jacket on. I don't know what he had. But then the cops came over to interview me and I remember I'm like, they're like, do you know what he's wearing? And I'm like, I think overalls. And then I thought, there's no way his dick could get through the overalls. I, I don't know not. why. So they were like, what about cars? And so my brothers were bringing out car magazines. And I'm like, what I don't know was what it kind a of car. Yeah. Was it like long and skinny, <laughs> pink? Yes. So like, wait a pink. Like so, then they said, "Well, if that ever happens, write down the license plate again." Yeah. So I'm like, "Okay." Um, You're in fourth grade. Can you well, jump down did. the license plate? It happened. It happened again. <laughs> oh my About no. two months later, <laughs> we're at my Catholic school. She's getting dicks flung at you. And they had a chain link fence between the school and the sidewalk. 
And uh, this is where all the girls played volleyball, the fourth grade players of volleyball. So we're in our plaid uniform. I mean, talk about a pedophile stream. Super asking Playing for, it, yeah. for volleyball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're totally, I mean, uniform, <laughs> knee like socks. Horse. yeah. Fucking like <laughs> saddle shoes or whatever. Those so, are so hot. So the <laughs> guy are, pulls over and he's like, kind of this like beater car. And I think he was completely naked. I can't remember. But oh he's my God. jacking off. And these girls jacking are like, off. Yeah. And all these girls are like, oh, my God, there's a guy in there. He's dead. And, and they're like dying and they're saying it. And I'm like, give me a paper and pen. <laughs> and I like, I'm like, I think this is a Chevy. And so then somebody finally goes to tell a teacher. The guy drives off. Oh we get into the God. principal's office, who's a nun. And oh, yeah. Whoa. How and does she? You just was she like, what happened? She was like. I mean, she was feeling for us, but she was kind of a bitch because she was a bitchy nun anyway. Nuns are always, but my mom went to Catholic school too. And she's she, traumatized. Like, and what'd you say to her? Like, how did no, you No, no, we were it? like, said, look, it's not going to be a problem. When the police get here, here's the license. Yeah. And they're all crying. Are we going to have to go on trial? Like, they didn't know, you know, they're nine years old. <laughs> it's like, about you, Tiffany. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so then they, um, they called everybody's mother and uh, everybody's mother picked them up. So they called your mom and my mom and at the real estate office. And she's like, she's fine. She's been through this before. Oh. She, I'll pick her up at the normal time. She's like, adjust this into a monologue. <laughs> like, I'm not leaving this open house. Oh, so you're strong. It experience. Like, you're strong. And, 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 and they said, well, we do want you to know because of your daughter, they already caught him. He already admitted it. It's over with. Like, they're no oh, one. They know caught him right oh. away because of the license. Hell yeah. You're a local hero. Yeah, you really so, are. You yeah. saved. You probably saved somebody from getting touched eventually. Yeah. So, that, so I think that's why when my own sexual harassment thing happened with the owner of Podcast One, I just didn't put up with it. The oh next day, I don't know if you guys know the yeah, story, the we, brief can story. Can we go through this? Yeah, of I would love to. So I was there for it. a year and, you know, I started doing the podcast thinking, I guess it's a low point in my career. I guess I got to have a podcast like every other loser. Okay. <laughs> we hear you. Yeah, and man. When we started this, I was like, I guess we're going to just, <laughs> we're going to be that like, well, who doesn't have a podcast? Like just like, yeah, my best friend, your favorite podcast. She's obsessed oh, with you. Thank you very much. I need to tell you that. So I kind of was like, all right, I'll try this. At least it like disciplines me to do something every week after being writing and producing and appearing on Chelsea lately for seven years. That discipline was something I really liked and the yeah. daily topics and all that. So I was like, okay, I just want to feel productive all the time, you know, if, if, if I'm not on the road or whatever. So I started to do it and I went right to podcast one and the owner was like, oh, we'll have you on in two weeks, or whatever. I'm like, great. And I was like, I had no idea how many people were listening. Like, I didn't even want to ask. I'm like, because I didn't see a reflection in my social media. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that actually like a lot of people were listening. So it started to do better. And uh, Norm Pattis, the owner, is like this older like guy like 75 and he's you know showing you his laker ring and his laker tickets and he's got a boat and uh, that's all fine yeah, you know, it's we're fine. You but then he's schmooze. like here's my gun i'm an la sheriff and he's like strapped here's my oh. gun yeah that's uh so that what was, did you think when he said well that? i am someone that um never like the first thing i asked my husband on a date was like how do you feel about guns i never want a gun in the house my dad was yeah. a marine my dad was a Republican who gave to gun control from my whole life. I did reports on it because he had all the information of why it makes sense. So like I and I'm extremely lame. I just told you I've lost podcasts and stuff. I should not. I can't even work a VCR like uh, not the VCRs around. Uh, whatever. I can't even work Netflix. Like I can't foot. I can't be in charge of a gun. <laughs> right. like, every hotel yeah. I go to, I have to call the engineer to help me work the shower. Like fucking I don't. <laughs> I should not be working a gun. Okay? Some of them are. Some of them are. Someone tricky. else wants to have a 
gun, fine. But they make me very nervous. I, I understand completely. We don't I, have a gun. So you've in the never house, gone to a shooting range. Never been to a shooting. I want to go because I I am terrified Actually, of guns. Actually, I, I take that back. I went once when I was in my twenties. <clears throat> I went to like an indoor one. Yeah, and um. I hated it. It was too loud. Oh, okay. The gun was heavy. Yeah, I want I just, one. it wasn't for me. Mm. Um, and thank God my husband feels the same way. And well, the main thing is, is like, you know, you watch a couple of datelines where if the person didn't have the gun and kill the perpetrator, they wouldn't be doing 25 years in jail because they think that the perpetrator really wasn't a perpetrator and that right. she was dating her. I don't know. So I'm like, why even put yourself in that position? Yeah. So that's my opinion. But of course, to everybody also that too, has a gun, good for you. you but also the, the argument of for every bad guy with a gun is a nice guy with a gun that could save you. Let's not put the saving on the pedestrians. You know I, what I mean? I guess for me, it's like, like yeah. Don't, I, don't say, well, citizens will handle a murderer. That's, I think no. the odds are better that like, yeah, like we've had weird things happen where my sister, I was restraining against my sister and my sister tried to, and this is all my podcasts and go back and find the serial. Wait, you have a started. restraining order against your sister? Yes. Okay. And so it got very heated and she tried to come in our house and my husband, you know, pushed her off of him and she, you know, the cops came and everything, but had, and they're calling me, does she, is she armed? Are you armed? And I'm like, no, you know, no, we're not. And I don't believe she is either. Yeah. And but I'm like, you know, if we did have a gun, my husband would be sitting in jail right now. hundred percent. Pull it on. Even though it's our house, Mm -hmm. he would have been sitting in jail. So I'm like, that's why that's for me. That's what works. But I understand if you're just whatever your situation is, your situation. Also, you just probably don't want to. Don't want to. Where did I get into the gun? So the share, the the, the owner of this podcast showed you his guns that he's an LA sheriff. I don't like that. That made me nervous. Even though he has a right to be. I don't know how he became an LA sheriff. I don't know who he gave to. It's a weird thing to do. Okay. So then, so that always made me nervous. And, you know, he's always like making little like, you know, comments and things like that. And you just kind of do it. Sexual. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the dress you should be wearing every day or, oh, you know, something oh like that. Gosh. And, yeah. but I was like, and okay. how'd you, I was like, oh, okay. Like old fart. But then I was like, okay, I'm not going to come down to where his office is anymore. I'll just, when I get to my place on the second floor, I'll just call the, cause I love talking to the booker, like face to face, this girl. So his office was around the side. So I'd awfully go in and be like, who are we looking at for guests? And, uh, uh-huh. So I kind of stopped doing that and I would just call her from upstairs. And so then um, he came up and I was doing and he's and I see him and I'm like, it makes me so uncomfortable. And then I start doing. Um, I'm like, hey, I, I can't talk to you. I, have a, I lied. I'm like, can't talk to you after this. I have a meeting. He's like, that's all right. I just want to tell you your podcast is doing well, whatever. And then um, we can give you the tape for your thing. So then because I start doing the ad, this ad, this third law third love bra mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah you know it's memory foam hands yeah. blah 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 and he's like and i go uh, and i start messing up and i go okay you're making me really nervous because now he's in the room oh god and I go, you're making me really nervous and then he's like um well uh can i ask you the, these are memory foam hands can i hold your breast and he comes what? around wait and i'm like you have a recording away. of that yeah one second oh my god i can't deal i don't have any time hi no, I'm just about to do my last ad. You're doing my last ad. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. You know, you're, you're doing good. Oh, thank you. Your numbers are going up nicely. Okay. <clears throat> We're getting more interest in the show. Okay. More, you know, it's good. All right, let me just do this really quick. Sure. Um, okay. You guys, I love 
Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra because it's the most comfortable bra that I've ever owned. And it's just super smoothing, and it's invisible under every outfit, which is great, especially when you're wearing a light t-shirt, which is so popular. It's the summer. And I think it's because the cups are made out of memory foam, so it molds to the shape and truly gives you the perfect fit. So here's the thing. You want a bra that's comfortable. I It's... Oh, let me just... You're making me nervous now. Okay. Let me do one more. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Can I hold your breast? No. Would that help? No. <laughs> These are memory foam. <laughs> it's not memory foam hands. My memory. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So then I go, okay, so I go, go away or whatever I say. Oh, my God. And I immediately, I'm like what shaking and I leave. Idiot. And I called him that day and I said, hey, my year contract's up in two weeks. And I want to let you know I'm no longer going to be doing a podcast. It's just not, I wasn't making any money there. And I go, and I'm just not making any money. Because I just didn't want to go there anymore after that. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't secretly tape him for a year. Not that it, whatever someone does on their path is fine. But well, I'm saying what, like, yeah. I did what everybody said you're supposed to do. You don't like it, quit. Okay. Right. So I yeah, said, yeah. I'm out. And he's like, all right, well, just tell you, you can't do a podcast anywhere else. And I'm like, what a fucking I go, how loser. can I not do a podcast anywhere else? I'm like, my kid could start a podcast. And so I'm like, wait, do I not own Juicy Scoop? I thought the whole point of doing a podcast is that unlike Sirius, you own your stuff, blah, blah, blah. And that's yep. why you make no money. Cause then you could. So then um, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just start doing it from home with no ads. Mm -hmm. And then I, but I got a server to do it. He went to that server and, th and threatened them. So then that week I had to, I lost it. Then I had to find another server. Then he threatened them. Then he's sending me a letter from a billion dollar attorney. And I'm like, and, and oh, I'm like, they're right. going to tie me up. And I'm like, at this point, this is all I had to get people to come to my live shows, which was providing for our family. Like well, yeah, all I was doing was stand up. Yeah. And I'm not on TV anymore. Right. And the only way I can get people to go to the stand up is they're listening to the show. Now no one can find me because like yeah, not everybody follows you on social media that listens to your podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, they're like, where did she go? Oh, I guess she quit her podcast. You know what I'm like? Because they took, oh, so I'm like, okay, everybody, now you need to resubscribe here. Now, can you resubscribe today? This Tuesday, could you resubscribe? Like that constant, constant. So yeah. we get an attorney, we finally go through it. And um, and finally, he releases me. He gives me my back stuff. Finally, I'm out. Oh, your back catalog. Yes, finally. Oh, so God, three months and several thousand dollars later, I got to come here, Wondery. Okay, so that was like September. Then all the stuff happened with Roger Ailes and the tapes of um, Trump and everything. And I'm with my friend. And she, my friend was kind of like jaded about it. She's like, oh, who hasn't been sexually harassed or something? Whoa. And I go, I go, yeah, I mean, I, I was. I go, but I'm sure in my situation, people will say, oh, you're a dirty stand-up comic. Like, mm. you should be able to put up with that. I just didn't know what, yeah. the, what the attitude would be. Right. Because but, I'm like, I wasn't shoved up against the wall. People say some evil my, shit. My crotch wasn't grabbed. I just was made to feel uncomfortable by the person that was in power that could cancel me, not give me ads, whatever. So I... um. I go, oh, you know, I still, I have that tape because I have everything, you know, I have the audio. He knew it was being audio tape. He knew it was being yeah, taped. I can't believe he there's gave no, that back to you. Because oh he didn't, my God. Because he's, what a fucking Because idiot. people like this get away with it for yeah. so long that he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. There's, because Nobody our society, ever, there's no consequences there's for no these consequences. fucking people. And so oh then I God. go, hey guys, like, I'm just going to play this and you tell me what you think. So I play it. <laughs> and the audience, 
I couldn't believe the response. I mean, every single person was like, this is horrible. Yeah. And they're like, I've been listening to you for a year and your whole voice and demeanor and everything changed. Oh, I didn't even yeah. really recognize that in me, that it was so. And so um, so then there were some articles that were written about it and I was willing to sh- talk about it. And uh, and he's a UC regent, which means you're appointed on the board of all the UC schools oh, in California. Course. He's a, uh, appointed by Jerry Brown our governor and until 2026 so he'll be like 89 or whatever that is and that's a one one of the appointments that you can't you right. can quit well, but otherwise you're in it for light until yeah that and date. i'm like you know what i this isn't right mm-hmm. you know our schools have gone up 1400% in 30 years and i'm like and this person who's worth 350 million dollars gets to make the decisions for our 20 year old daughters and sons <sighs> and i'm like this is crazy yeah so couple people started to catch the articles, girls that listened to me, whatever. UC Berkeley wrote an article. Some people wrote a, but they'd get kind of like buried and squashed. And, you know, no one would have me on their TV show. No one wanted to talk to me about it. I finally splooted in on a CNN and the girls started to like shake because somehow they know him. And they're like, well, we need to um, talk to him about this. And I'm like, well, no, you don't. You like, don't. They're, this is what happened. I yeah, had a recording. I'm like, when oh my God. everybody else, no one has proof like <laughs> oh me. God. And here I have proof. Yeah. And so I'm like, <sighs> but, you know, it, so it comes out and he does like he wrote this thing. Well, if you were offended, I'm sorry. It was joke. So I'm like, whatever. Wow. So then. So now with the resurgence, that was a year ago. Then with the resurgence, they, they start to hear, you know, they, they want him off again, the board. And he said they should be ashamed of themselves. There was a protest at UC San Francisco with at least 30 students. And he said they should be ashamed of themselves. They're using this opportunity to like, you know, what was funny a year ago. And I'm like, it was never a funny. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, it was never okay. funny. What? So what's the current... What? Where is this guy? He's still doing his thing? He's still doing it. And uh, Can we say his name? Yeah, it's Norm Pattis. He's a UC regent, right? He, say, uh-huh. I don't want this person making decisions about my life. I did not sue because I'm like, if I sued, maybe he would have given, maybe it would have ended up to be a financial amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have had to sign something that says I can never, ever talk about this again. Yeah, fuck that. And that money would have meant nothing to him. To be honest, I think the amount wouldn't have changed my life. Yeah. So I'm like, I much prefer... To just give him shitty day after shitty day. Did you have a shitty day today? Because another article came out. Not as much as the press that I would like, because I think this is important. But that's why I'm really passionate about all the other stories that come about. Now people are like, well, shouldn't there be levels of it? And, you know, like, you know, Al Franken is not as bad as Louis C.K., but Louis C.K. is definitely not as bad as, you know, Weinstein. And I'm my attitude is I fucking love it. Tell your story. If you have a story, tell yes. it. Why yeah. can't you tell your story? The girl's not asking for Al Franken's resignation. No. She had a story. She wanted to tell it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she can fucking tell it. This is what's you fascinating know? me about this time. It's very exciting. When the Woman's March happened, I was like, oh my God, yes. And you. And then I read Rebecca Traister's book, uh, All the Single Ladies, kind yes. of at a similar time. And she was pointing out how politicians, and she was giving examples from po- uh, political speeches of like how they're trying to suppress single women, like unwed single childless women are the scariest thing to conservative Republicans mainly uh-huh. because we are we, women have if every woman voted Hillary would have won if mm-hmm. every woman voted and I feel like women are more powerful than they realize and the Women's March was this a, a great example of right. like holy shit look what happens when we all show up and now these women are like and this happened to me and so and so and this did the, and it's so exciting I feel, I feel like it is really exciting and you know if a couple guys um possibly are casualties and maybe they lose something that whatever in someone's opinion they don't think they should lose 
I don't fucking care. If yeah. Louis C.K. didn't think it was a problem, why wasn't it a tight five minutes in his last special? I used to whack off in front of women. Glad I don't do it anymore. <laughs> why wasn't that in his act? I, I don't yeah. know. Because well, he knew it was wrong. You know what? He that's, knew it was wrong. And yeah. He was trying to keep those girls quiet. And when those girls tried to tell people, they were telling them, be quiet. Yep. And what people don't realize that you guys know, all it takes is for him to feel like those girls any one of his victims, and I'm sure there's many more that have chosen oh, not to speak up. He pushed someone into a bathroom, and it wasn't the person he apologized to about it. So that's oh, still, there's so many. I mean, you don't keep doing. It's like yo, you, you bro, know, he accidentally apologized to the wrong person. He apologized oh, really? for doing the wrong. He was like, thing. "Sorry, I pushed you into a bathroom," and she was, she was like, like, "That wasn't you. You that just jerked off that was, in front of me. I was just a jerk off. Girl. How did I miss that? It was in the Times article. Oh, uh, one okay. of, in his trailer. The one in his. Tra- uh, who the f- uh, I forget what actress it was, but uh, but yeah, and he apologized for the wrong thing, and she's like, "That wasn't me, dude." And he's like, "Uh, oh, sorry for what I did to you." Then that's like how. And, <laughs> but what's happening though is yes. it, it's it's interesting, and I want to talk about th- what. Yes. I'm curious what you think about this. So women are coming forward. They're telling their stories. No one they're and they're not like you said, you know, the women who told that story about Al Franken, who was in that fucking photo. It's fucking disgusting and gross. OK. Mm-hmm. And she came forward and she's like, oh, now that we're all saying shit, I want everyone to know how often this happens. It happened to me with one of the guys that's a perceived good guy. Right. And it doesn't mean he's a shitty senator. I think Al Franken's work in, in the Senate is incredible. That was a fucking real shitty thing he did. But I feel like. With Louis C.K., for example, when that piece came out, HBO pulled everything he right. was in off. But those women didn't ask for that to no. happen. And I feel like that, it almost discourages women from coming forward because then it's like, can you imagine going, if I come forward about so-and-so that's really famous, HBO might pull all of his specials off of their platform. Like, that's a big thing. I don't know how to feel about that. because I under- Yeah, I understand now, like, what... You know, and if more and more have come out, there might just not be enough programming. I mean, what I if, mean, like, that's fine. More room for women. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not mad about that. But I mean, I it's I feel like that's the, that's their that's the network's choice to do that. Yeah, and I feel badly for anybody that you know was. What about the people that co-starred in the Daddy issues or whatever the movie was? I love you, Daddy. Like, oh, imagine yeah. like you think this is going to be your big and break, the crew and then and that the, happens. Yeah. And I understand all that, but at the same time, I'm like, I mean, if they chose, if they choose to do that, then they choose to do that. I, yeah. I think Hollywood at least is taking better stance than oh, Washington in really... that respect. So, I think, um, but with with Louis C.K., look. Uh, did I ever meet Louis C.K.? No. I'm not a comedy darling. I'm not the alternative comic that, you know, fucked a bunch of ugly comics in my life. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted a nice, normal guy. I wanted me. to live in Woodland Hills. <laughs> I, that just wasn't well, that my for, path. Yeah. So I can't say I'm asshole buddies with Louis C.K. And he put me in five of his shows. So when it happened, I was like, nah, I don't care. Good. Because yeah. I think what happened in the past is certain victims of his... May, he may have known that or felt threatened or maybe, hey, I heard Susie and whatever. We're talking about how you did this sick thing. Oh, anyway, then they maybe these girls have um, maybe they sold a show to ABC. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he did this, but all it takes is for Louie to call his guy at ABC and say, I don't think they're very funny and they're talking oh, yeah. shit about me. Don't worry, Louie. Their show will never see the light of day. That's all it takes. Yeah. 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 All it takes is someone yeah. to piss off someone's wife at a cocktail party yep. and their yep. thing is thrown away. And that's the wife. So it's like when people go understand the blackballing thing, I'm like, it's one person's decision 
Totally. Whether you're going to get something or not that could be life changing or keep you from something. Yeah, unfortunately, so, like, performers are a dime a dozen. Like you, we are, we're replaceable. There's always right. someone willing to do unless it unless we are at Louis C.K. level. And then it's like you're going to notice if Louis C.K. stops making content. Like you're not going to notice it, if it feels I do. like <laughs> what I've been noticing though is uh, I, I'm I am glad that shit's getting pulled because yeah. then it's like. Kevin Spacey, they're going to reshoot all of his fucking scenes. Well, he's been like trying to fuck 14 year olds for a while. So that's uh, to me, I'm like, yay, do something yeah, about and it. And also who's going to want to go see that movie when I know. all they're going to think about is that. So I, I think they're trying to save the movie. And, but I think the people have been fucked over for worse. But, so comedians are con- consistently making jokes on Twitter and losing careers. So, I right, think which, so. which people should be careful about Twitter too. <laughs> I don't think it's, I always say it's no, no tweet is worth, you know, 50 retweets. If it's going to like, yeah. Think about what you tweet. Fuck it's you. true. It's just be smart about it. It you seems know? to me, though, the people that are fans of the work of Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K., just for example, it's almost like they blame it on the people coming forward that for two things. One, now I love him. He's my favorite comedian. Now do I got it? You're telling me I got We're not telling you anything, first of all, but they, they feel like this conflict of can I enjoy his art? But that's up to you. Like, don't fucking throw that on me. But also, like, I feel like people get mad at the the victims that are come forward for his shit being pulled. And I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, that's why been bugging I feel, me that's why I've, when I've told my stories about uh, on the podcast, I first started being honest about my sibling relationships that they're, uh, I have a dysfunctional adult sibling relationship and I called it serial sister. And it, it really struck a nerve with a lot of people because a lot of people are very embarrassed to ever admit that maybe they don't speak to their sister or their brother, or they would like to cut off all ties with this. Yeah toxic person, but it's their sibling and their parents guilt them into doing things, but you want to protect your children from this fucking nightmare that you lived in. So like when I started to reveal that, I realized that, you know, a lot of people feel like that, but I, and I kept waiting for people to say to me, it's horrible that you're telling this story about your sister and nobody said it mm. except a couple people in yeah. my family. Um, like why you shouldn't want to, yeah, you shouldn't it. tell this story. And I'm like, you know what? Why? Keep the secrets of those that treated you badly, whether You're it's right. your horrible ex-husband, your priest. Why? If if somebody or a guy that date raped you or someone that sexually assaulted you. So if you didn't like the way Louis C.K. treated you 12 years ago, why can't you share that story? Yeah. Like, why it's can't your you? your story. Yeah. And what happens happens. Yeah. Why do you have to keep it a secret that someone made you feel like shit? And that's what I kind of love about this podcast world, because... There isn't the rules of like, you know, all that type of stuff. And I, I love it. And I hope it never changes because, you know what? Keep people on their toes. And I do think that, you know, I'm Catholic. I was raised in a Catholic uh, household. My kids go to Catholic school now. And when I put my kids in Catholic school, I would get all the jokes from all the comics that mm. are atheists. Like, what are you doing? Your kid's going to be molested. And I'm like, you don't understand. Since the scandal, have you heard? In the last 10 years of a priest molesting somebody? No, because they fucking cleaned it out. They make it rules. They're not left alone with anybody. And me as a parent, I have to take a three-hour class. They give me fingerprinted. Wow. Like they're, they're the safest place that your kid can be is at a Catholic school. Because people because, have talked about it. It's been out. Because it all came out. So I'm like, if this all comes out now, in 10 years, we're going to be like, wow, isn't that great? Like that sexual yeah. harassment like never happens at the bank or... Or rarely happens. Yeah, because, I mean, that'd be Because awesome. the hushing of it, because that would happen too in the sexual harassment case. Like, they would take the guy from the bank and move him to another bank and another bank, another, you know, like, just like they did with a the priest. So they do I with feel police like, officers, with teachers, with yeah. every fucking profession. It's always, so the, the men always get like, cradled. So the minute somebody now says a story, they, they believe the woman and they do investigation. And if it's true, that's it. 
Sorry, yeah. you lost your chance. Yeah. And then our sons are going to be it, raised in an environment where it just doesn't occur to them to be a creep. You know, like they know you just don't do that. So, yeah, because there's consequences. And now you have examples of there being consequences. Yeah. And this person being publicly shamed. I mean, honestly, I think shame does have a place. And I think Why that not? sometimes yeah. the only justice you can get when you go to the police and they don't fucking believe you or it's like your word, your word against his. No one was there. You have innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. So the only justice you can get is by telling your story. What and did so, you think about Sarah Silverman's speech? I didn't I didn't read it yet. I, I saw the article but that she was saying how it's very uncomfortable. Like, it's just weird because this guy's my friend. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't look. Did you end up reading it? I remember you told me it was on her it was show. On, it was on her Hulu show. I don't, oh, have, okay. I don't have your Hulu login anymore. I, 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 give it to you. I appreciated that she addressed it. Yeah, I thought she did. An what honest she... job. She just basically said, I'm going to talk about the masturbating elephant in the room. Like <laughs> Louis CK is my friend. It was like quiet. Like people weren't laughing really. And she just like, you know, he's my friend and it's hurtful. And, but basically someone can do a bad thing and all the good things that they did for me as a friend won't necessarily be erased, but I'm very sad about this. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's true. Like, you know, when it happened with Bill Cosby, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure his, you know, Felisa Rashad or whatever, only had fabulous relationships with him. Yeah. I mean, when people used to say, OJ, nicest guy in the world, the caddy at the LA Country Club just adored him. He tipped great. I'm you not can... denying that he wasn't a delight to the caddy. Yeah. But he cut two people's throats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, you can, yeah, you, you can, can be, be both. A, yeah, of course. And everyone's can... so uncomfortable with that idea. Yeah. But you can be both. You yeah. can be a rapist and a comedian. And a delight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to some people. I mean, that, Jeffrey Dahmer, that's how he was. That's how he was a serial killing people is because he was such a fucking delight. That's how he got people <laughs> into his apartment in the first place. And then your head's in a freezer. I mean, Ugh, you, you so know, you, you have to charm your way into things. I mean, anyone in the entertainment business should absolutely know that. I know a ton of people who are terrible in the uh, entertainment business, but they can turn it on when they need to. You, you mean terrible like they're not even talented? No, <laughs> terrible like, people. Piece like, of shit oh, terrible. Person. But all, I mean, also untalented. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, I know everyone. But it's so interesting. <laughs> like, I know there's rumor, I, well, r rumors I've heard from like very trusted people that would never, I believe them, about comedians that everybody would know that are, that are famous. Like, one in particular that's very famous and on television and uh, that he's a rape. And I'm like, I'm just sitting back on when that when's that going to come to surface? It's oh, starting heard, to. I heard bubbling that that's coming out soon. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, out. I can't wait. Yeah, when? tell you off air. I, yeah, you'll tell me off yeah. air. I'm just... But but is it? It's kind of. I'm like. It's kind of fucked up that I don't want to say, but I don't know why. Well, I mean, I, th I just think, I mean, we heard from somebody. We don't even, I think if we had heard from the, the person directly, the, maybe, but or still. from like, or from the person that he raped. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. If we heard yeah. from her, then I would feel comfortable. But we heard from a guy who is his friend who heard. That's not enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I 100% yeah. also believe that person, but that's not enough information to be like, because then it just seems like we're trying to, no, trying to break rapes I, on guys I, we no, fuck. I right. think, you know, if you're the victim, this is the best time to come forward. If you want to come forward, then it's then it should be you that comes forward. It's yeah. the most you know? supportive yeah. time to come forward, Being which is something exciting. You want to be, yeah. you know, like and keep it. And that, but that's what sucks about too. Like when you when you do come forward, then all of a sudden you're not really necessarily in control of the narrative because like the Cosby shit, no one gave a shit about it until someone snuck in and taped Hannibal doing his bit that he's been doing for months. And it, re and and it reopened people's eyes and made the them narrative. go, that's right, I did hear that. And then they went forward with it. Yeah. And then all these women had each other. And, you know, it, the truth is uh, sadly in numbers because I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of single people that are like, oh, if I could just find two more girls that could back my story. But, you know, my yeah, story is still true. And, 
you know, it's just, I always tell like when we would watch like a 2020 on it and um, my husband's watching it with me and he's now he really gets it. But a couple of years ago when we were watching like the victims of Cosby, he was like hearing these horrible stories, you know, and he's like, I mean, I don't get it. I, the next day I would walk right into LAPD and I'd be like this mother. I'm like, cause you're a six, three white male that since you were about 13 was too large to be thrown into a van. Okay. But a girl can always be thrown into a van. Most so girls. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm like, you just don't get don't that. Get it. It'll never. And when guys say, yes, I can be sexually harassed and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you can. But never it'll never be the life. same yeah. because mm-hmm. we're different. We're different entities. A man and a woman are different. No matter what, we're we're different. OK, so. Um, so going yes. so going back to your 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 youth, you went to Catholic school. Yes. How was what was the sex education, if any, from your parents and from your school? So my mom told me, um, don't ever have sex before you're married. Because oh, the really? minute the guy gets it, he'll run. I didn't realize that the minute they don't get it, they run. Your mom seems like a real more, character. Yeah. <laughs> she was really funny. Yeah, she was great. So she um so <laughs> So she didn't want you to do that because then they'll run away. <laughs> They'd run it like the minute they get it, they're like, I'm done. That's what he, she would tell me. Wham, you know? bam, thank and then you, she's man. like, and won't you feel awful about yourself? So I was like, okay. So, you know, I just don't think she wanted like pregnant teens. And also yeah. back then, you'd watch a movie and the pregnant teen, the parents would throw them out of the house and you'd be uh. like living on the street with your baby. And my parents would tell me that too. So there wasn't like oh these God. fun like teen moms and like the 50-year-old nurse mom that gets to take care of your baby while you like fuck someone new. Like that. <laughs> wasn't what was happening you were like on your own with three jobs you know like so it's like i just didn't never want to get pregnant and then um so you didn't so i didn't and then um (laughs) have sex no but i thought i thought i'll have sex when i'm in love and i have a boyfriend so that didn't happen in high school then i got to sc and i was like yeah when i get my boyfriend you know like i'll have sex i want to be in love like i've waited this long and i want to just screw someone and have them like skateboard by tommy trojan and like a heads up and that's the end (laughs) You know, at 20, like, yeah, so I'm like, okay, but then more and more time passed, you know, and then every time I'd get closer, I'd tell the guy like, well, the reason we haven't had sex yet is because I'm a virgin. They'd be like really freaked out. And then I never hear from them again. So, so that's why. Wait, how many times did that happen? So I was 20 fucking seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All of them got freaked out. So my first book I, thought, I wrote, You'll Never Blue Ball in This Town Again. Yes, because yeah. everybody has such successful books about all their boning. And I'm like, I don't have the boning stories, but I have like really funny dating uh, dry humping stories that dry I think are best. just as fun. And so I'm like, <laughs> and no I pregnancy. Would, yes, so no pregnancy. I'll y'all. tell the story. But finally, you. when I did it, I never, I did just did it. I'd oftentimes go on the pill and you know, you're supposed to go on the pill for 30 days for it yeah. to work. So I'd start to like someone. I'd go on the pill. Oh. And then before the 30 days came up, he'd just kind of like, fuck this bitch. And he'd stop calling me because I didn't act like a virgin. Like I dressed kind of slutty. I like to dry hump. I like to drink. You know? <laughs> Is that what you said in your first day? You know, you people dress slutty. Sex. I like to dry hump and I like to drink. Always walking yeah, around so with their puss out. Think, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think like this sorority yeah, girl, this like kind of, you know, edgy comic is a virgin. I never would say I was a virgin or anything on you know, I was at the groundlings and like people thought I was not a virgin. Like I didn't act, I would never reveal that secret. Yeah. And so, um, so then I didn't write the book until like, you know, after I was married. And so, um, yeah, so that, so that it took, but it would, but I, so I tell people all the time, listen, just fucking get it over with. <laughs> yeah, Especially right? when you start to get too old, just fucking <laughs> 
Get it, it over more precious with. Or I'm something. always like, God, the t- the amount of times that like rich guys would be like, want to go to Hawaii, and I was like, well, I can't because he's going to expect to get boned, and like I haven't boned yet, so I gotta do- like. I mean, I'd be like, yeah. look yourself in the mirror, yeah, Heather, you like, haven't boned. You like, can't go to I didn't want anyone to let somebody be shampoo. Like we went to like a fancy store. He's like, do you like? Any, do you need anything? And I'm like, no, because I'm not going to sleep with you. <laughs> so like, I mean, the amount of times I missed out on shit. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, know, wait, you don't get to go to Hawaii. So how many people did you sleep with before your husband? Just two. Okay. And then and then him. Okay. And so I'm not Does great that make at you sad? it. Oh. <laughs> I am not great at it. How do you know? I, really? You really your, has your husband I, told you you're not great at it? No, the husband is fine. Like we still bone. <laughs> I don't mean to brag. I don't need lube. He doesn't need Viagra. Like when we want to do it, it's very if you're sexually if healthy. I can get him like that if he wants. You know, if you know So wait, you're not you you you're good in bed then. I mean, I, I think she think, says she was I don't, wet. I don't listen, know that. I don't oh. think I'm excited. <laughs> I, don't, things. I don't do a lot of um, like tricks or, you know, fun things like that. <laughs> I have never done tricks. What have you Fuck been watching? <laughs> I think I think it's very competitive to get out there now. I think you got to do anal. You're I think LA, you even in bed. On the fa- you got to... <laughs> like come on the face. You got to no. do all that. Yes, you do. No. Yeah, you do. I mean, if you it's were on a dating hard scene, out there. maybe. But, uh, but I do have friends that tell me, Heather, your fascination with anal is not happening as much as you think. But I do believe it's <laughs> it's it's harder well, out there. Something it doesn't just something's not supposed to go up there. Yeah, you I know? mean, I just I'm like my husband and I are what I like to call bread and butter boners. Just. <laughs> Only the two of us. We're not going to swing. Doing it for the money? We don't want a third. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want a third party. You got to raise a family, you know? You we just, yeah. And it's like, you know, but. But, um, that's, but are you satisfied with your sex life? With your. Yeah. But so I'm then saying it's never perfect. Gonna, yeah. I'm just saying like, you know. She doesn't really know any better. So. I don't know any better. That's really it. But that's kind of nice. I guess so. You I know, I can't so. be like, oh, that guy from 1999 had a bigger dick than you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I assume yeah. it's, it seems to be the average size that I've touched and seen. He seems to be good. <laughs> so it's not, I'm not small. It's not, I mean, I've seen porn where I'm like, I don't even, I mean, it's like frighten me. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that is. Right, right. And um, yeah. And so it's all, it's all. Uh... <laughs> how did you meet your husband? Yeah, how did you guys meet? I was set up with him. Um my, I had a friend. This is another thing I feel bad about your generation is that there's no blind dates, like real oh. blind dates. So this guy goes, you should meet this guy, Peter. He's um, like, how tall is he? Because I'm tall. He's like 6'3". I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's the hair doing? He's like, full head of hair. I'm like, oh shit. This is like off to a great start. Go, Where does he live? He's like, oh, he owns a condo. I'm like, he's a, you know, property owner in Sherman Oaks. Where? He's like south of Boulevard. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, stop the presses. How's this guy single? So, um... So then we finally met like at a party. I was on a date with someone else, but I knew he was coming to the party. Mm-hmm. So then after a few drinks, I went home with him. And then... <laughs> yeah. When you get in, man? You just switch your dry humped in a planter in front of my house. In, in front a of my planter? Car. There was like a planter and he kind of shoved me up against a planter. I call planter. this the consensual Harvey one. <laughs> yes, this is a, this planter. Well, yeah. Um, and then we just started, to, you know, then we started to date. And Aww, then um, so you dry humped him in the plant in a planter yeah. and then just dated right after that. What a beautiful. Yeah. And then um and it was and I had read the rules, which is a 90s book that doesn't really apply oh, today. I know, yes, I know it doesn't really apply today because I don't believe that you could blow a text off for three days. OK, like yeah. you're supposed to like. That's rude. Don't play a fucking game, dude. Just, no, just but, be but the way it worked human. in the 90s. Yeah. In the same age. Is, yeah. You were not home when your phone rang. Right. Or. Your beeper yeah, went so, off. Right. So you were because you're busy. 
That was right. the whole thing. I'm a busy lady. I've got stuff to do. I'm not waiting for you. If you don't ask me by Wednesday, I've got plans Saturday night. So it was like, and I, but the first time I read it, I, right after that, I met Peter and I fucking did it and it worked like a charm. Shit. Wait, what? So what, what, what did, did you do? Basically, you just, you, you, you just are busy and they have to ask you out. Like, they have to ask you out and uh, a couple days before they don't assume. So we'd gone on a few dates and Friday came and I'm driving and he had not asked me for that weekend prior to that. And yeah. there was this charity event called the Bachelor's Ball had nothing to do with the Bachelor, but okay. it was like this Bachelor's Ball. And we knew similar people. So I knew he'd probably know about this event, but he, he didn't go to SC. He went to UC San Diego. So he didn't know the group that was going. And um, and he's like, oh, OK, so what do you want to do tonight? You want to like see a movie, rent a movie? That's back when people rented movies. Oh, so he assumed you had plans. He assumed. And I go, oh, I can't tonight. I have mm. a charity event. And he's like, oh. And I knew he knew what it was. Yeah. So I go out with the guy. I dry hump that guy. But I say, you got to go home. Like, I'm boning someone. I'm not going to bone someone else. Don't, who am I, you know? Where is my Pam McDonald, my mother? Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. So I was like, see, the number down to, like, the ring fingers. So I was like, so I, I'm like, leave, you know. And then that morning at, like, 6.50 or 7 a.m., Peter calls me and he's like, hey, want to get breakfast? Like, totally checking up. And wow. I'm like, sure. To see sure. if you went home with the guy. Or, or the guy it. was there or whatever. Yeah. So uh, psychotic. I love it. So then I'm like, yeah. And you really want to know how long ago it was? We went rollerblading after breakfast. Oh, I, that's I, I do that's very sweet. That's I go rollerblading by the river. I love rollerblading. No, I rollerblade in New York City. Do you still rollerblade? I fucking love. I rollerblade. I didn't too. know if that was like still it feels happening. Like you're flying. It is. I don't think it's great exercise. You're basically oh, just rolling. You're not really working. You're not that working. Hard. Skating is way harder. You feel like athletic. You're like. <laughs> and, um, and you can almost you crash. You yeah. So that's the kind of the it. You have to act busy, okay. you know, and then you never say, OK, here's my other tip that I've said, which I think is an amazing tip for your listeners. You know how everybody always goes, you know, hey, I think the biggest like advice dating question is like, I don't know where we stand. You know, are we boyfriend, girlfriend? Are we exclusive boning? Like, mm -hmm. what is it? So this is my tip, which is a controversial tip. Oh, oh boy. Let's hear it. Can't yes. wait. I think you say to the guy that you're dating, you say, um, hey, I just, full transparency, I really enjoy spending time with you, but I was asked out by this guy. Seems kind of interesting, but I don't want to go on the date with oh, him. Oh, I want to date you already, Heather. <laughs> I don't want to go on the date with him because I would, I would feel terrible if you saw it or walked into a restaurant and saw that I was on a date with someone else. So I hate having this conversation, but like, uh, are you okay with me going on a date? Christina, with else? you use a similar tactic. And then they're like, then you can see if they're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Then, you know, uh, you know, right away. Right. Based but the if they're first like word out well, of their mouth, no, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. well, who is this person? You're getting the ball in their court. And, and, but, and you're saying, you're saying you're, you're giving, you're almost giving them the illusion. It's not an illusion, but kindness of choice. Like, right here. You, you. Uh, that's exactly some it. people think it's like yeah, Christina. No, I, I don't think it's phony. That is exactly like how I yeah. sealed the deal with my boyfriend of six years because I was like, you know, I have this this guy who's been like a fuck buddy of mine, and we were going to hang out this weekend, and you know, I kind of only want to have sex with you, but I I don't. I'm curious to see what you think. That's of that. great. And then he's that, like, "That's you're a, my girlfriend." I'm like, "That's yeah, a, your I'm version's champ. like a little more modern than mine because yours involves fuck buddies, and mine involved a meal." Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I am, I'm very well aware that people don't get a lot of meals. I've never gotten a meal with a fuck buddy. Oh, that's, I wish I did. I though. did one time. Aww. Took me to a nice Indian restaurant, and but he made it very clear that he doesn't usually do this with fuck buddies. Oh <laughs> wow! Well, and I said, "Oh, if 
Thank you. Girl. <laughs> it was well worth it. That meal okay, was fantastic. Okay, so they want to wrap yes, up. So we have to wrap. Because I still want to have time yes. with you guys. So, so where can we find you? What's So uh, please uh, check out my podcast, Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. It's uh, two days a week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's whatever I find juicy. In the news, I do enjoy some uh, trashy TV that I talk about. I do oh, recaps. Yes. So you don't even have to watch the show. I act out all the voices. Yes. I... Uh, you know, and I have great guests. I have comedians, I have actors, I have reality stars, I have, you know, and I do live shows too, as well as stand up. Oh, awesome. So everything is at heathermcdonald.net. Okay. So many of my comedian friends and non comedian friends have, have talked to me about your podcast and oh, they're thank in love you. with it. It's so fucking funny. I'm so, I'm so excited to be I love on doing it. it. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much. This has been Guys We Fucked the Anti Slut Chiming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. the gift of a perfect fitting bra with third love third love creates bras that are super comfortable and look great in sizes double a through g as well as their exclusive half cup sizes go to thirdlove.com slash gwf now to get 15 percent off your third love purchase that is third love t-h-i-r-d love.com slash g-w-f